With your host, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, 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 this is your host, Mr. Kinetic, and uh, I'd like to thank you for tuning in one more time right here. This is my podcast adventure where I talk about things as I think about things. Uh, if you'd like to make sure you get a notification every time I post a new one, go ahead and head over to iTunes, click the subscribe button. Uh, if you want to keep up with me on the internet, it's at Mr. K-I-N-E-T-I-K on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Snapchat, whatever, all those different platforms. As of late, I've really been going hard in the paint on uh, the Insta stories. I have Snapchat, and I used to mess with it for a little bit, but I just had a had a broader audience and a more diverse audience on Instagram. Already built up from years of being on there, so it just made sense to roll with that. Sorry, Snapchat. Um, I'll post on there every now and then, but really. Insta Stories is where you can find me. Uh, my permanent home on the internet is mrkinetic.com, M-R-K-I-N-E-T-I-K.com. So if you want to go back and find old mixes, uh, links to old episodes of the podcast, old articles, different things I've done over the years, you can find all that stuff right there. You can also find an info link if you want to book me to come DJ or you need an MC or you need somebody to make beats for you or you need somebody to rap, play bass, keys, whatever, kalimba, you know. I do a few things, and I try to do them as well as possible. So, um, yeah, so really, I just kind of let it flow when I'm on the podcast. Uh, so today, you know, a couple minutes ago, it looks like, seems like Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts, uh, she's a Democrat, I guess that's relevant to the conversation, is uh, apparently calling for the Attorney General Jeff Sessions to be fired. Um, she just kept it 100. He needs to be taken out of the job. She's... She's pointing to uh, Sessions' acknowledgement earlier this year that he had two meetings with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak. Uh, I think that's Kislyak. That he failed to disclose when testifying under oath. And, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, this is from The Hill. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not really up on my which internet news source is biased and which one is. And I figure they're all biased. I don't really know in what direction any of them are biased. I don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff as much as I probably should because I choose to think about things with my own brain and assess bias as I read things because that's what I teach my students to do. And so that's what I do for myself. I think it's important that if you're assessing the bias of a source that you should be informed with as many different perspectives on that as possible but ultimately in the end of things you will have to make the decision about what you think about that source and that can only come through uh, deliberate and intentional investigation and analyzation of a source so but anyway uh, nowadays a lot of the stories I mean this is a direct quote so her, her quote is if you're not going to be honest during your confirmation hearing then you ought to be gone now I mean I don't know who can argue about that I mean as the attorney general as I understand it, you're like the head lawyer, the head attorney of the of the United States. And so um, all jokes aside, uh, an attorney, I mean, we should be able to to expect to take your word, you know, and be honest and be something that's reputable, something that we can rely on, something that we can count on. You know, if we can't do that, I think you're already compromised in the position now. If you've been following along on the podcast, you know I don't really get down with Sessions anyway. I think he's a racist. Um, there's plenty of documented instances that you can go and look up on your own uh, decades ago, all the way up to now, that indicate that um, his compass when it comes to race and uh, prejudice and inequality is skewed um, at best. And so, to me, him being in the position he's in, he's already in a position he shouldn't be in. And I don't expect him to operate from any vantage point of any, you know, integrity because of that. It's compromised. And as a black man, it's critically important to me that the justice system changes and becomes more equitable because in its current state, it is completely 
out of whack in a lot of ways. Um, the disproportionality, uh, the overrepresentation of black men in the justice system with harsher penalties uh, for the same crimes as their peers is well documented. And it, you know, I know some of you will listen to this and probably say, whoop, stop. And you'll, you know, hop off the podcast right now because of that. But, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. I just hope you come back at some point. But these are things that are well documented, things that you can go and look up on your own. And I encourage you to do so. I encourage you to hit me up if you want to challenge something that you hear me say on here. I'm totally okay with that. Um, I put myself out there in this way and I understand that people are going to have something to say about what I, what I say on here and that's fine. Um, I'm okay with that. But uh, th those are things that we definitely need to be looking at. We need to, we need to start to think more about how do, we, how do we establish boundaries and put people in situations that will give us the best opportunity for reconciling uh, broken relationships and broken places in our, in our country. Um, that is just where we are right now and we've been in that spot for hundreds of years. Um, and I think it's up to us all as individuals to, to commit to that and then work with other individuals who are either there or on their way there or not there um, to figure out how we can reconcile these things. But when we put people in positions that have no uh, intention to do that, I don't know what we expect out of that. It's just a recipe for a problem. So Sessions should have never been there to begin with. Uh, Betsy DeVos, it's the Department of Education uh, Secretary, she should have never been there to begin with. Um, Disputing the legitimacy of the presidency is not really something that I'm interested in doing. I guess the way the voting system has worked out, he won, you know. But my thing has always been if he's going to be the president and he's going to have um, an influence over the way things work in our country, we need to get it right. Um, I, I personally don't think that Pence or Trump are the right people to to get things right based off of their, you know, their current and past behaviors and the people they've put around them and the controversy controversy that's, you know, surrounded them the entire time. Uh, I just think that's a bad sign. Um, but if that's how things continue to roll, we'll have to figure out how we're going to get get through it. Um, and again, if you've been with me on the podcast before, you know, um, uh, you know, I feel like, I mean, you know, I'll make a way, you know, I know the Lord will make a way. Oh, yes, he will. You know, some of y'all know that, but um that's, that's really how I wake up and feel. I wake up and feel like there's something that I can do to be a part of making things better, part of the podcast. Part of the reason why I do this is because I hope that it's something that adds, you know, and is positive and productive and peaceful, but still intentional and challenging things that are not right, things that are not helpful, things that are not productive, things that are divisive, things that create problems in our communities. And I intend to do that with this platform as much as I can, as much as I can get to it. But um, we'll see what happens. I think he's supposed to testify um, in front of a Senate committee tomorrow, and we'll see what comes out of it. I, I, like I said, I don't whether whether he's removed or resigns or, or is fired or whatever happens. Um, his position has been compromised from the get go, so um, it's. Uh, I don't want to say it doesn't matter one way or the other, but it kind of doesn't. Um, the biggest thing that it will impact is that you know, as long as he's in that position, he has a position to uh, create influence and. Um, implement policies that will be working from a perspective of, of racism and prejudice. I mean, there's just no way around that. Um, the things that he said and done, you know, that's what that's where it's coming from and that's what we can expect to receive. So, um, you know, people show who they are early in the game if you're paying attention to them. And that doesn't mean that you have to write people off, but it definitely does mean that we should be cautious and more intentional about the spaces that we let certain people into because they've already shown themselves to not be trustworthy in those positions and in those spaces. And I think that's fair for anything. I wouldn't put somebody in the kitchen who didn't really know how to cook by themselves. I will go in there with them and try to teach them, but to just send people into positions that they're not really prepared for or that they have a uh, negative approach to is just bad. It's a bad thing to do. So uh, we'll see what happens. But anyway, this is uh, Buddy Speaks. So well, we're going to take a little break right here. We're going to come back with some more things. We're going to talk about The Energy Bus, uh, which is a book written by John Gordon, given to me by one of my colleagues, uh, Senora. And uh, shout out to Senora. That's my homegirl. Um, man, I I'm late in the game on, on being able to be around her and soak up some of that wisdom that she has. But I'm glad that that happened towards the end of our school year. And we'll talk more about the book. I've already finished it, and it's, uh, it's a life changer for me. So we'll talk more about that here on Buddy Speak So Well when we come back from the break. Oh. Well, I'll be back for more. They hear 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's your street correspondent, Mr. Kinetic. Welcome back right here to But He Speaks So Well. That last joint right there was the Fearless Four. That's a, that's a record called Rockin' It from 1982. Prominently in Style Wars. Style Wars came out in 1983, but that, that record is from 1982. And a little fun fact about that, it's, it's a... Uh, I mean, I guess you could call it a sample, but it's really more of a replay uh, of The Man Machine, which is a Kraftwerk record, which is just, you know, when you really stop and think about it, I mean, like, you know, how dope is it that, like, a German electronic music band is a firm, 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 how many times can I say firm? It's a solid piece of of the history of hip-hop, without a doubt. And I think that's pretty cool. You know, it shows the range of hip-hop from a long time ago. I know hip-hop gets criticized for being narrow um, and it's focused by people who are not as up on the game, but from its inception, it's been a, a conglomeration and a, 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 a gumbo of of just all sorts of influences. But craft work is all over the place. Really, anybody that's rocking any heavy synth work in a dancey kind of fashion or rhythmic way, I mean, you owe you owe it to a lot of people, but you definitely owe it to craft work for sure. Craft work just, you know, brilliant music. Amazing. Great documentary by craft work if you can find it too. I'll have to look up the name of it, but um, let's see. What's the documentary about craft work? Shout out to my homeboy Ray Steele. He told me it was okay to to do to look on Google while I was on the while I was on the podcast because it feels weird for me. It's like y'all are sitting around listening, you know, you're like listening to me look for stuff. But apparently that's it's okay. Yeah, the documentary about craft work. Uh, you got one that's called Pop Art. Um, I'm trying to think of which one it was that I saw. I think it was that one. Um, came out in like 2013. It's incredible. Yeah, by the BBC. It's amazing. It uh, really gets into like just the history of craft work. But anyway, that's not what I'm supposed to be talking about in this in this segment. Um, so what I'm talking about here is the Energy Bus, which is a book that was given to me to read. Well, first off, it's the Energy Bus by John Gordon. Looks like you can follow John Gordon at John Gordon, J O N Gordon Eleven on Twitter. But John Gordon wrote a book called The Energy Bus, and it's Ten Rules to Fuel Your Life, Work, and Team with Positive Energy. And one of my coworkers. We were talking uh, to each other, and I think this is like maybe the day that school was over and then we're just there for the teacher work day. We come in and we get stuff done that we need to finish, you know, put stuff away in your classroom, whatever. 
And a lot of times I, I use that time to just kind of kick around and kind of chat with people I haven't talked to in a while. And I like to go past Senora's room when I have time, which is not a, a ton, but I try to make time to get down there because she's just got a, just an amazing energy. Um, it's an amazing educator and an amazing person. And you know how you're around some people and you can just tell. Um, and so, you know, once I, once I had a, had a, like a glimpse of that and I, and I, you know, another way you can measure it, at least for me as an educator, is who are the adults that the students really gravitate towards? Um, students are intelligent and they understand what works for them and they understand where positivity is and they really do work to find it. And when they find it, as, a, as an educator, I found that it's important to pay attention to where they're finding it because that can tell you a lot about what you can do to connect more with students. Um, but you got to pay attention. You got to watch. You got to ask questions. You got to know. You kind of have to be, it's a, it's a helpful nosiness that's required as an educator. You have to learn how to ask the right questions at the right time and be able to listen and really truly hear what students are saying and listen to what they're saying and learn more about them. And that's a fine art. And every year that I'm in the classroom and in a school building, I continue to try to work on it. It's an amazing, uh, it's been really helpful and it's been an amazing journey to try to find that. But um, Senora just happened to be one of, the, one of the people that I saw students really gravitating towards and they just, you know, the ones that, I'm sure there are students who might be like, oh, you know, but that's like, you'll have that with any teacher. Any educator, there's going to be some kids who just aren't with it and don't really get down with them. And that's just, you know, that's life. But there's an overwhelming percentage of students and adults, but students especially, to just gravitate towards senior. And so I kind of tried to be more intentional. Just, you know, let me let me see, you know, obviously she got some, you know, she got so much season, some sauce, as Gucci Mane would say. So let me see, you know, if I can if I can be able to, you know, pick up on some of that. And so... I happened to be down there talking to her about something. I can't really remember what it was about. Um, I think it might have been about what, you know, what people were doing for the summer and, you know, you know, little things like that. And I knew that, um, you know, I was talking to Senora. I, I knew that she was heading to, to Spain this summer uh, to continue to do some work, um, bettering herself, just being awesome as she is. And uh, I don't know, we had on the subject of something and she asked me if I had heard about uh, some kind of thing about not complaining and it was like some kind of thing that somebody had came up with where you don't complain about stuff and you wear like this little armband or something like that and I don't know you switch sides with it every time you complain I think is like the gist but um, somehow we got to the point where we were talking she mentioned the energy bus and she asked me if I had read it and uh, you know I said no um, as I've gotten older in my life I've become more comfortable with just admitting when I don't know things there was a time in my life when I really was bad at like you know, I used to pretend that I knew what was going on sometimes just to not look like I'm out of touch. But now I don't really, you know, I'm out of touch sometimes. It's, I'm not up on everything. So I told her I had never read it. And immediately she was like, oh, my God, you got to read it. She's like, you got to read it. So she goes to her desk. She gets it, hands it to me. And I have a rule that when people suggest that I should read a book and they're serious about it and they like make it a point, they're like, no, especially if they put it in my hand, I try to read it. Like, I don't try to read it. I make it a point to read it. So there were some other things that were on my list to read before this, but because she gave it to me, I was like, I got to read this. Um, I got tons of reading I got to do for this summer seminar that's coming up in July. It's a National Endowment for Humanities summer seminar about Muslim American identity. So I got tons of stuff I need to read for that. Um, then I got my personal reading. I, I had planned on reading The Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison again and wanted to read the autobiography of an ex-colored man by James Weldon Johnson. And uh, it was just, I had things, but... So she gave me that. She was like, it's big print, it's a quick read. So I read the book initially and I'm like, yo, this is great. I love it. And so I look for the audio book because I'm like, I bet I will finish it faster if I just listen to it. And um, it takes a lot for me to just not listen to music and actually listen to people talk. So it has to be important. So when I do it, like, for example, like podcasts that I listen to outside of this, the outside of mine, I listen to the Combat Jack show. Combat Jack is all about hip hop. Um, I listen to that. And... Um, I listen to the Pizza Planner. That's my homeboy. I listen to Pizza Planner, help you get your money right. And then I listen to, now I'm starting to listen to Questlove Supreme on Pandora. Um, I, I listen to stuff that, I use podcasts for leisure and like things that I'm not able to get my hands on a lot. Music, I'm always willing to listen to more about music and get my money right is of, of the utmost importance. So um, I went and listened to the audiobook 
And I just, you know, tore through the audiobook. It didn't take me very long to finish it. It was like, I think maybe three and a half hours or something like that, um, which seems like a long time, but you just listen to it in spurts and you'll get through it. And it's just, you know, it's amazing. Uh, the energy bus, basically the gist of it, as what I've taken away from it is that it's really up to me to decide um, how positive I will be and how positively I will approach things in my life. That is that is my responsibility. And it is it can be uh, a challenge at times, but ultimately I have to make an intentional decision to do those things, to decide that I'm gonna be positive and I'm gonna find the positive things in all situations and I'm gonna work those things in a way that will allow me to be more productive. Um, and so it fit automatically into what I, you know, what I, an ethos, or I guess is what you would call it, that I kind of live by, which is positive, productive, and peaceful. That's my thing. You hear me say it every episode. That's my thing. You know, you got to figure out ways to be positive, productive, and peaceful. And if I could add a couple of things to that, you would add love to that and some humility. And those are the things that I really rock with. Um, and I, and I falter at those things sometimes, but stumbling ain't falling. So, um, you know, I, I keep going, I keep pressing on, but you know, it's amazing that it, that was the timing that she would give me that book. And little did I know, but in that moment, that was that was something I really, really, <clears throat> really, really needed to hear and needed. It was a message that I needed to have in that moment. And I think that speaks to the power of community and relationship building and being open to other people because while it's I think it's easy to talk to people I know some people disagree but I think it's real easy to talk to people I love people it's easy it's easy for me to do what has been the the challenge that I've taken on over the last several years really once I started teaching was to not just talk to people but to talk to people about things that matter to them and then listen and, and try and always listen to learn something. Um, I believe everybody has something to offer in the way of teaching and learning, but you have to be intentional in those conversations and in that approach or you'll miss it. And so for whatever reason, I felt like it was a good day to go down there and see what was going on with my homegirl, and I did. And she and she put some knowledge in my hand, literally, uh, that'll that's been life changing. You know, um, to be more intentional, it's, it's changed what I what I'm thinking about doing next year in my classroom, what I'm thinking about doing at home and with my friends and my family. Um, I just think we all have the now. I mean, I always believed this, but that book really put some clarity in it for me uh, that it is really truly up to me to decide you know if I'm going to cultivate positive energy or if I'm going to steal positive energy and uh, I think that's just an incredibly important thing to think about and I hope to pass that along to my students this year and I'll keep y'all posted about how we how we do with that but I really want to set my classroom up this year so that it is a place that people can guarantee that they will experience positive energy continually. I know we'll have our difficult moments where we don't always align, um, but even in those moments, I want to make sure that that I'm being positive and productive and peaceful. And so, thank you, Senora, for for loaning me the book. I'll give it back to you when I see you. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you knew. But it was definitely a message that I needed in the moment. Um, and not really for any, like, there wasn't nothing that was specific going on in my life, I guess. But there were just enough things going on that I needed I needed that message. So I'm glad I got it. Um, so if you're listening, I hope hope you take the time to, to listen to the people you're around frequently or go out of the way. Because really, I don't, I don't have any real reason to be down there in, in that hallway, um, you know, on a... In that manner, I mean, I could easily just not really go down there and talk to anybody. But I mean, I work in a very large school. And so there are a lot of us and it's out of my department. But, you know, sometimes when you see people shining, you know, my great grandmother used to tell me, you know, you, you got you got to look and pay attention. You, you learn something from somebody, especially when you see somebody doing better. 
than you are, at least they shining in a different way. You got to look at that light and be like, dang, what's going on with that? I'm trying to have that. Do I have that glow? I'm trying to have that glow. You know, like Bruce Leroy, I'm trying to have a glow. And so when you see people, they got it. You got you to gotta figure out, you know, step to people and be like, you know, just real conversations with people. But eventually you talk to them long enough and listen to them long enough, you're going to hear something about how they got that glow. And they're going to put some wisdom on you and sprinkle some seasoning, you know, some of that sauce, and you, you know. And you learn something new and uh, be better along the way. So kudos. You know, if you're paying attention to this, uh, I, I would I would 100% suggest that you go get the book, The Energy Bus by John Gordon, J-O-N Gordon. Go check that out. It's a quick read. Even for those of you who are like, I don't really read anything but Twitter or the comment section on Instagram or whatever. Pick that up. Get your life right. Get you some positive energy. I guarantee you, you'll find out that you are a lot like the person in the book because <clears throat> it's kind of told in a narrative fashion. You'll find out that you are like the main character because I was listening to it. I'm like, dang, I am like him sometimes. Maybe more than I'm willing to admit. Um, you know, it's just, you know, important that we continue to have a humble posture and to not act like we're holier than thou. We'll be able to learn anything that's put in front of us and it'll make us better people. So go pick that up. Do that right now. Hit that. Go on Amazon. Get that. Or wherever you buy books at. Get it. Do it. But yeah, this is Mr. Kinetic. This is Buddy Speaks So Well. We'll be back after the break. Thank you for hanging with me. It's time for the real, no hocus pocus Had to clear my head, cause the vulture swarm like locusts Had me for dead, negativity all in my head Stuck in the rut, could not get ahead Self-doubt, yeah, crept in Had a lot of second guessing Where you been a stressing, but I've let it all go Weight off my shoulders, clearing my brain Wasn't too sane, feeling so sad, man, who sane? Now it's back to the tracks, hit like a boat You sane, no, no, who drains real life? That's where I'm at, now I'm good and I'm back Been in this lab, so throw away all the tracks that were whack Put this here in your veins Musical crack Very potent Mix it up Take this potion Musical high Now you float and Never come down Off of my sound Close your eyes Get lost in it now Never come, never come down Off of my sound Close your eyes Get lost in it now With the one who keeps this place in rotation Gave me the strength to take on Whatever I'm facing And never will I be complacent Late night, late night Early morning, early morning Life high, life high Michael Jordan Took a break Now what's important Peace in my soul Now I'm sorry Now I'm sorry Now I'm sorry Now I'm sorry Soul, yeah. Now I'm so late, late night, late night. Late night. 
Welcome back to Buddy Speak So Well. This is Mr. Connecticut Street Correspondent, and that last cut right there was late nights, early mornings by my homeboy. Uh, we go way back, way, way, way back. Ace Guy. Uh, I did all the production on that, all the, on the, all the instruments, the instrumentation and the arrangement, mixing and whatnot. Uh, and you can hear me get my croon on a little bit in there, but the, the real shining diamond of that record right there is definitely my brother Ace Guy. I love that record. Love, 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 love. Um, check him out online. He still got some music floating around online. We, I got a link with him. We got we to gotta get together. We got to figure out, you know, people need to hear them tunes. So thanks for tuning in to Buddy Speak So Well. And uh, so what I wanted to talk about right here is... Uh, you know, really briefly, it's just about passion and about um, specifically doing things and and being adventurous in order to have a more honed-in passion. I, I believe that the more that we experience and the more intentional we are about experiencing a range of things, it becomes more... Uh, I don't want to say it becomes easy, but it becomes more clear about what our passions might be um so for example um i just think had i never been in orchestra in sixth grade um i played the violin in orchestra for a year and before many years before that i used to mess around on my mom's clarinet like when i was like five or six i would like she showed me how to put it together and put the reed on it and i just would squawk and squeak and even you know young age you know, plastic drums and plastic saxophones and whatnot. But if I had never took the leap to be an orchestra in sixth grade in a more formal setting, because that was the first time I had ever been in anything formally, I mean, I always wonder, like, what would my life be like if I had never took that leap? Um, and then I was in band in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. And then I played in church ever since then. And, um, you know, and then just everything I could ever get my hands on. Like if I, you know, I saw the organ and it was still on, I wanted to play that. I wanted to play the piano if it was on. I wanted to sit behind the drums and then wanted to play the bass. And then when I found out about making beats, I got Fruity Loops and worked on that in high school and made beats that were trash and then left that alone and rapped. And like, it's just always been trying different things and then sending my cousin a beat CD and his homeboys rapped on it. It was the first group of, you know, uh, stand-up entertainment. It's the first anything that anybody ever did with my music was years ago, probably back in like 03 or 04 on beats that I'm like, I can't even believe they were thought they were dope. They like rapped to them and did a whole project. Um, shout out to all those guys, Jermo, my cousin B. Jones, uh, man, Fresco out there. Oh man, my people. So, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of that just came from taking risks and being like, I'm going to try this or I'm going to do this. And so, it's made it more clear to me like this is really this is really a passion of mine um, and music is a passion of mine and there's plenty of examples of it that you can find on the internet um, and I encourage you to do that I think I make really good music that people should listen to um, and I you know I speak from my heart so anything you hear me say in those records it's, it's as authentic as it can get it's coming straight from the heart but uh, I discovered how to get to those passions by being by like and the passions within music by being open to trying different things and looking at different things and listening to different stuff and reading different materials and you know that that all became uh, possible when I decided I'm just I'm just gonna go for it. Um, so whatever it is that you know I know you're listening to this and I know you have a passion and maybe it's not that clear to you. Um, my suggestion, if I'm in a position to do so, is that you just when you see things that pique your interest and you're like hmm, that might be cool. See what you can see, how you can be a part of it, get involved in it. And then maybe you don't like it. Maybe you do like there's some stuff I've done musically like I probably won't do again. Um, but I, I had to go off and, and try it to figure it out, see if it was something I wanted to do. But, you know, I think I just really believe everybody has a passion or multiple passions that will allow them to contribute something awesome and amazing to the to the world. And so it's important that we all are working to find those things. Um, and that just comes with, you know, kind of having a fearless approach to life and being willing to get our hands dirty and go off and try things and struggle and cry and, and bleed sometimes and be hurt. And, you know, all those things have happened along the way to me by, you know, just trying to find my way through life. And, uh, it, it, you know, I live brave, not safe. You know, it'd be a lot easier to just sit back and, and just wander. But 
you never know. You might be you might be missing out on something that could be truly life changing for you. So get out there and get something. You know, get out there and get it. It's um, my little piece from that. That's kind of yeah. I don't know. I guess that's just mostly inspired by listening to that record. I hadn't heard late nights, early mornings in a, in a while, but it's a song that I use to sound check in a lot of places. And people are always like, "Yo, that beat is dope. That song is dope. Who is that?" You know. I let him know it's my A Scott and that's that's me. That's me and my my brother. So ATFU is the vibe in the crew. All the family united. Have you tried it? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you're right here on Buddy Speak So Well with your street correspondent, Mr. Kinetic. Make sure you hang on. We got one more segment. You know we gotta talk about music in the grocery store, and then we're gonna be out of here. Thank you. 
Sing it. Evelyn Champagne King right there on I'm In Love. Uh, number one hit back in 1981 on the Soul and Dance charts, written by Kashif. Rest in peace to Kashif. Kashif is a monster on those keys and on that writing. That's him playing keys on that record, and he wrote all the music and the lyrics, and it's just an amazing song, timeless. You can play that whenever. If you, if you were in my grocery store, you'd definitely hear that. Sidebar, my ultimate goal someday is to own my own grocery store. And in like in an area in a food desert, though, I don't want to own a grocery store in the suburbs. I want to own a grocery store in a place where people need to have access to good, healthy, fresh food. Um, and at the same time, they can come in and jam because I will program all the music. But uh, you know that makes me makes me think about. Uh, I've been in the groceries. I feel like I go to the grocery store probably too much. Um, sometimes twice a week, which I feel like is a lot. Um, but it's a, some, I mean, I'm always getting stuff that I need, but some of it is just, I just like the experience of the grocery store. Um, there's something about taking your own nutrition into your hands and making the selections, um, for your meals. I feel like that's empowering. There's a, there's a lot of empowerment in knowing that I am picking what will sustain me, um, nutritionally and I'm making those decisions for myself. Now I still like to go out to eat, but I love to cook. So I love being in the grocery store. I love being able to make those decisions. So, um, you know, the weather done got real nice and it's warmer outside. It's hot. It was real hot today. It was like 90 something. And, uh, you know, with that, I grill more when it's warm. I grill all year long, as long as there ain't no, as long as it's not in the snow or in the rain, I'm out there. I don't have no problem with the temperature. You buy a hot grill, whatever. Um, but I got all my all my grill wisdom from the charcoal grill from my great from from my grandfather, my mother's father. And so my mom, she knows how to grill. My dad don't really mess with it like that. He don't really cook like that. My dad makes a mean grilled cheese. I own everything I love. He make the most fire grilled cheese I've ever had in my life. Um, I still can't get it like him. But you know, you want a good grilled cheese sandwich? That's your guy. Pops got you covered. But my mom does all the other cooking, and she did all the grilling because my grandfather is a he was a he was a just an amazing amazing grill like whatever you grill map pit master whatever um he just had that had that touch you know and he was just very meticulous but he was a very peculiar you know very particular and meticulous kind of person anyway everything about him was very intentional um in terms of things that he really cared about when it came time to offer especially offering a service to other people. But when he worked on things, he worked on them to a degree of excellence that was literally, he was one of the first people that I can really rec remember seeing working with his hands on things and being like, man, everything was so like, it was like he was working towards perfection and excellence. But you could tell you know, when he did stuff, it was really important to him that it turned out the way he intended it to. He didn't want it to be an outcome that he didn't, work for he wanted the outcome he was working for um and that's like his legacy in my life there every time i go to do anything with my hands or which is a lot because i like to save money um like i changed the breaker uh the breaker in the in the in the fuse box today um because it went out and it's like you know i could call somebody but i'm like this can't be that hard to get on the internet figure it out you know you know i got the tools whatever i do it it takes like 20 minutes and two trips to the store because i bought the wrong fuse but um, it's stuff like that. I know he would be so proud. Um, and that helps me not be so sad that he's not around. Um, is that he is uh, in my heart and in my mind. Um, and so, you know, getting over that grill, I mean, it's like a, it's a time where I'm, I mean, I'm using things that he taught me. I mean, of course, I've added to that along the way. But he, uh, Man, what I wouldn't give to just be able to sit with him and just eat some ribs. <laughs> you know, just sit in my grandmother and grandfather's dining room in Gary, Indiana, and just uh, sit there and share a meal with him. I'm so thankful for all those times that we got to do that together. Um, if you have people in your life that are, you know, of different generations, older generations, whatever, make sure you go spend time with them. You know, learn from them. So they're not going to be here forever. And you're not going to be here forever either. But... Um, Cherish those times. I, I just am so thankful that I that I went up there when I could, um, you know, because I learned so much. He he literally is who, you know, 
you got to do this. Make sure you watch, you know, watch your coals. When they look like this, then you can do this. Now, if you have a, make sure you check your zones. You might have one zone that's hotter than another. Make sure you pay attention to that. You don't burn anything up. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. It gave me all that wisdom. Um, which some of you are listening are like, dude, it's just making food. But, you know, where I come from is more than that. It's an offering of love. It's a love offering to cook for someone else and say, here, here's what I made for you. Um, and we're going to share this together. It's one of the, I think it's one of the most beautiful things we can offer to each other is to prepare meals and sit and eat them together. Because um, we're literally sharing nutrition and things that will sustain us together. I think that's so important. That's part of what I think about when I'm in a grocery store is I'm making these decisions for the betterment of myself and my family. Um, so to over-conceptualize grocery shopping. There you go. But uh, <clears throat> sooner the better, man. I'm serious about that grocery store. So if you know somebody that's trying to put some money into it, I don't have no money to put into that. Um, but if you know somebody that's willing to get down with the get down in a food desert, that's the only stipulation. I'm not putting no grocery stores where people already got them. You need to put a grocery store where people can walk to um, and what most people would probably call the hood and, and so people can have fresh food that's good food. They can go home and make that fresh food and that good food for their families at prices that are affordable. I, I know that, like, I bet that's probably a business venture that I would lose money on, but, um, or at least I would be comfortable with not, I'm not trying to be a billionaire off of other people's dollar in that way. That seems like, you know, but uh, I get it because food costs are kind of high. I mean, I, it's changed the way that I eat for sure, but um and the way I do other things. But my health is important to me, but I definitely think we gotta figure out how we're gonna get these prices to not, they can't get no higher. Um, I mean, they can and they probably will, but man, some of the reason that people don't eat as well as they can is because it's expensive. Um, we need to figure out ways to combat that. So if you listen to this and you connected to somebody that's you know more important than I am, you know, tell them somebody out here trying to make moves. Um, and the, the uh, the other benefit of it is I would 100% be programming the, the music and it would be funky. Um, but I need to figure that out anyway. I heard my, my homeboy, Sean, shout out to my boy, Sean, Shawnee Mike, um, parody rapper extraordinaire. He told me about a company that does music programming for other businesses. So I still need to hit that up, but that's for another time. But uh, at this point, I think that's about it for this episode. It's uh, Buddy Speaks So Well. This is Mr. Kinetic Street Correspondent. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, at Mr. Kinetic, M-R-K-I-N-E-T-I-K. Check me out on Spotify, listen to some of those playlists. It's still Mr. Kinetic on there as well. Head over to mrkinetic.bandcamp.com, buy some records. My music is available for sale everywhere on the internet, but especially on Bandcamp. I get more money if you buy it on Bandcamp. A lot of my money gets sucked up and sent to these big companies if you buy it at other places. I get it if you want to do that for convenience. But if you really want to help your boy out, head over to Mr. Kinetic, M-R-K-I-N-E-T, M-R-K-I-N-E-T-I-K dot bandcamp dot com um, and get some of this music. Until then, hit subscribe, send it to a friend, send it to an enemy too. While you're out here this week or until the next time I hear from you or you hear from me, make sure you're positive, productive, and peaceful. It's your boy, Mr. Kinetic. I love you all. Thank you for listening. I'm an advocate and practitioner of MC and not moved by the basic compilation of words I see being promoted as the new wave and ATFU, all the funk unleashed. I'm about the ownership of skill, y'all skills on a lease. It's about development, not settlements at lower levels. And how about you turn up your technique? Trying to compete with me, but you're weak, frail, and fragile. And PEDs don't exist for the sport that I'm in. All in when I clutch the pen, a marker, a crayon, pencil, a handheld device or a keyboard strength in the form through precise exercise trained with dedication and an effort to be excellent not perfect just the best i can offer with what i have and if i'm lacking i get the resources and begin again battle the misrepresentation of mc and through poetic performance supported by chops and cuts like a butcher shop black hole rap is 
the mantra, you're trapped in the sounds Kapayao, combining exponents, coefficients and terms Operators, constants, variables, operations, functions Cohesively creating, giving honor to my creator Invader of the sound system Electricity amplifies the strategies I employ To destroy and rebuild the guild I came from Bless the skill set, this is just the form I'm presenting Unrelenting spaceship is still dipping Green tea I'm still sipping Tending to my garden in my own zone Gone I said I'm tending to my garden in my own zone Gone That last song is called Advocate from yours truly on my album Expressions Shout out to Nan Lib for doing the artwork for that album You can find that on mrkinetic.bandcamp.com Thank you for tuning in to Buddy Speak So Well. Uh, until next time, make sure you're positive and productive and peaceful. Peace.